everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Phil Lutz, and Tim Sway. A burst in the bird is better than a stone. Oh, no, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. Didn't you? Here we go. <clears throat> Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 173 for March 6th, 2019. This week's top Patreon supporters are Make, Build, Modify, Scott Turner, the Godfather, a Jimmy DeResta, <laughs> Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Ryan Ridgely, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Apal Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, and Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. What are we working on? Since Tim looks a little distracted, I'm going to go ahead and ask Tim, what are you working on? I am working on guitars. Oh, good. <laughs> no, um, uh, well, I mean, I am. I finished up my stools. Um, they're, they were supposed to get picked up, and then we had some weather, so they haven't gotten picked up yet. But they're all done, and uh, now I'm getting back to I, I'm making, I'm finishing up that clear acrylic guitar we were talking a little bit about in the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then I have a customer I'm making a a pretty cool like a travel guitar for. He's a pilot and he he has a he like a he had like a small guitar that he'd bring around with him. I think he said it got stolen or something, and so he wanted to replace it with another small guitar. But he didn't want to get the same one. And, and uh, he saw some like one of my my little headless one that I made for uh, tools today. Okay, and it was kind of small, and he's like, "Hey, you think we could do that, but even smaller?" And I was like, "Yeah, that sounds like fun." So. I'm filming it while I do it, and uh, it's a CNC project, but I did a couple interesting things. Uh, I thought they were interesting, like problem solving, because I put a, uh, it's all maple, but I put a walnut uh, top on it, and so I bookmatched the walnut, and it was like rough sawing when I got it. It was from the woodworking show that happens, um, every, you know, every year that uh, Vance and I would go, and we, we bought a board last year, and Vance made a base out of it, and I had some left. So I bookmatched it, and I put it on the top, but I wanted to cut out the cavity on this guitar. I was getting... Hey, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Nothing. Relax. The um, sport guy. He's not even listening. I know. No, yeah, he's, he's watching I'm, YouTube. I'm writing stuff down. I'm not watching YouTube. I'm actually trying to be prepared for the for the podcast. Even though we just spent 15, 20 minutes and charged people to actually yeah. listen to us get prepared for the podcast. But go ahead. Yeah, I you, totally like preparing for the podcast is waiting until it starts. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so I, I had this quarter inch thick piece of bookmatch walnut that I wanted to put on the top of it and I wanted to cut out um, the cavity where the electronics go from the top mm-hmm. but I didn't want to have the cavity you know if I cut it on the CNC machine or with a saw there's like that big kerf and so the only way you could cut that out is with the laser to have it like a tight enough kerf you know Oh, cool. so I could put it back in and have it look seamless but still open from the top so I took the the piece when it was only a quarter inch thick the 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 veneer I made for the top and I cut the hole in the laser and then I glued it onto the slab that the body is getting cut from and then I had to line it all up and cut everything else and cut the, the around it where the lid will fit in and stuff it's kind of you'll see it on the video it's kind of hard to explain wow. but it was an interesting little challenge to try and solve and I did it I was a little bit off which I expected but I kind of gave myself some room to be a little bit off Okay. Um, but so it'll it should all work out really well. The cavity's there. The the walnut will fit into the walnut, and there's a slight curve for the laser, but 
it should look pretty good once it finishes on. It'll swell up a little, you know. And so that was a, it was an interesting challenge. The, this whole instrument's been an interesting challenge, but I'm really into it. I think it's a cool design, and I could be a potential... I mean, I, I could see other people being like, you know what, I want a small guitar that... That's that's cool. It's like the title of the video I already have in my head is like the, it's like the you know the travel guitar you actually want to play. It's like kind of what I'm, you know, I'm picturing. I think it might. I think it's gonna be really cool. Are you sure so, you don't want to call it Tiny Tim? Ooh. Yeah, pretty sure. Pretty ooh. sure. I feel yeah. like that's way more appropriate. I feel like that's emasculating. But Tim, um, so I've yeah. seen quite a few travel guitars, um, and I always thought they looked really cool. But yeah, real do real musicians not think they're cool? Uh, they they always for me they always look interesting, uh, right. but there's 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 something about playing them like a lot of them have like those really small bodies, right. like really hollow bodies, and so they don't, they don't feel right like they don't when you're playing they don't have a body and so the idea is you want to have a guitar body but it can't be big and so I think I've I've got this body that's about eleven inches wide but it's very small, um, but it should be enough body to not feel awkward because it's only like an inch and a half smaller than. And, and then you have to proportion that like, guitars are like cars. It's real easy to take a good-looking car and make it look ugly by just messing one proportion, you know. And right, right. So it's, um, you know, just trying to do all that. It's just been, it's been, I've been enjoying it, and I think, I think it looks good, and I what think scale? it's going to play good. Uh, 25 and a half inch scale, so a full, full scale, you know. But it's a headless, so all the tuning stuff's down on the bridge. So the entire yeah. guitar is, is uh, less than 28 inches um, long. So, okay. I mean, you could fit this thing in a duffel bag, like, very easily. Just shove it in a duffel bag with some clothes and, and just carry it, you know. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it turns out. It's exciting. Like it. It's exciting. It is. I like doing new things, you know. I still think you should call it Tiny Tim. I, um, I, don't, I don't think we need to talk about that. But, I mean, we don't have to. <laughs> we don't have to talk about anything. <laughs> um, Bill, what are you working on? Uh, I'm learning some sticks on my cigar box guitar, which is tiny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Made it. <laughs> yeah, baby. I, I, it's, 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 it's so much fun. Um, I can't tell you how wonderful it feels, seriously, to be able to go, you know what? I love this song. Look it up. I have to dissect it into its most basic, simplest form to be able to play it. But then I actually play it and it sounds like it's like you would recognize it and go, oh, my gosh. Now, again, it's not, you know, I feel like, you know, the like when you see the old like Robin Hood movies and there's a bard that walks by and he's just strumming and singing. He's not like totally riffing on the guitar or doing a great solo. It's just a little bit of strumming, a little bit of singing. That, that's me. I'm, I'm good with that. So but learning to play some of my favorite songs uh, is quite exhilarating. I'm also working on the sliding. Um doors for the salon and as you can see behind me I'm, I'm working on the headers so what I have to do is I have to put a, a header the same thickness as the door frame the trim around the door because otherwise it won't hang so you have to put the rail to the door on top of that header and anyway um, and we were talking about how about an automatic closer and then I'm thinking to myself what if I hung this just so it's off kilter enough to where it just rolls shut nice and slow we said that last week we did uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. We, but they were saying the concern was about it hitting the floor or showing too much. 
Like if it, we were afraid that it would have to, like you would have to be cut so when it's closed, half the door it would be this big slam. I think, yeah, I, I don't know. I, th- I was thinking something different. The weight of the door would cause it to slam, but if I. It's think just it, one degree, maybe. But I, maybe yeah, I don't enough. think. I think if it was just off, like I mean, uh, just not level by a centimeter, right? It would be enough to where it would just slowly. I had, there was a, a closet door I had in an apartment in. Uh, many years ago and it did that when you went to open it it would close all by itself just because it was even even some regular cabinet doors and stuff if you hang them wrong they'll swing shut or they'll swing open on their own just yeah no oh, yeah you know it yeah. takes a minute adjustment so when i'm hanging it up i'm just going to leave enough wiggle room there i'll try it if it you know if it yeah. doesn't work or it slides too fast or whatever but i think yeah. that would be kind of neat to where you open it and by the time you get in you look and it's already closing on its own. If it'll just close all the way, that would be perfect. And then you can, of course, lock it shut and whatever. That'd be genius. You could also yeah. trim the door bottom to adjust for the angle if you do decide to go with this. I don't think there's going to be enough of an angle, Phil. I think it's literally going to be so... There's going to be less of an angle there than the floor, which is all wavy and not straight uh, in this old building enough. anyway. Right. You know I mean? this, so you got, if you have an inch gap... Anyways, yeah, that's true. Who cares it's, about the gap? Well, it's not going to have an inch higher. gap, but it will have a gap because on the bottom you have to bolt onto the floor. You have to bolt a little guide. Just it's just a piece of metal that sticks up, and then you cut a curve along the bottom of the door that it. So that might be the only thing uh, that that takes this idea and stops it because there might be just enough rubbing on that little bit of a uh, in that curve where that guide is, so the door doesn't swing out. That even just a little bit, because I want it to really just gently close. I don't know, like I said, I'm going to try it. Yeah. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if putting weight at the top corner of the door, like the side that that you want to close, would help too, if you made it a little extra heavy up there. Hmm. See, again, that goes to, do I want it to close too fast? I'm just going to, I'm just going to try putting it off kilter and see if I can do it just that way. Yeah, and then seeing, and then adjust from there. Yeah. If it works, because like I said, on on the bottom of the door, it's going to ride about three eighths of an inch off the floor because that'll clear any waviness in the floor. And then you put a curve in the bottom. So it rides like, you know, like this. Yeah. Right. Mm. Uh huh. I'm trying. I'm showing the guys, but I'm explaining that there's a guide that that rides just like a closet door, kind of. It's like a dado in the, like a in tongue the bottom. And yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, 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 exactly. So it slides. It slides on that. You make the curve wider than the guide itself, and so just make it deeper so it makes room for the slight angle. It, yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Is just make the curve. You know, I can make the curve fairly tall. Nobody's going to notice the difference of it. Yeah, it's, it could be two inches tall. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you know? yeah. But yeah, so I'm going to try that. I, I think that would be fun to do. And, uh, yeah, just see if I can make gravity close it. But if not, I'll just hang it to where it, it doesn't do that for whatever reason. And but that's Well, if you hang on. it like that and it doesn't close, then it's just a normal door. And so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because yeah. it's still yeah. going to be so solved. minute. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's what I'm working on. I'm working on my, um, my appreciation of music and my wife's salon and my appreciation of my pod mates. I've missed you guys. Phil, what are you doing? How have you been? Uh, I've been fine. Thank you for asking. Uh, you know how people say uh, they're they're making shavings, right? As a mm-hmm. indicator of the fact that they are in their shop working on stuff. Mm-hmm. I literally made shavings. That's all I did this week. I uh, I hand nailed, Yeah, I. But for the sake of making the shavings. Oh, had, for packing oh, material. Nope. I I um I did a whiskey box for somebody some time ago and it was a rush job and I just ran out of time I 
didn't have any normally I have a bucket of shavings that every time I plane I just put the shavings in it and that's what I use as sort of like this fill for the box where you can put a bottle onto it and mm. so that it's kind of like a soft bed um, but I just I ran out of time and I shipped it as is and the guy like is so adamant about wanting the shavings because it was in the listing or whatever and I don't I guess I don't blame him but he's been like after me to send him some wood shavings so what kind I, of wood uh, in this case it was um, pecan or pecan does, or does it have nice. a smell yeah, it's pretty nice. Yeah? Yeah. Um, anyway, so I literally have a Ziploc bag full of shavings now. I've got to take to the mail. To the mail. So that's the, but that, that's all the making I did over the last week. Making I've shavings. Ha- I've, ha- I've had a man uh, request shavings from me before. Same, the same kind, though? Yeah. David Gagne, uh, when the, this uh, whole community yeah. started, he asked yeah. a lot of us to send him some, and he made a little rack on his wall with... He was making those buttons with people's faces, and then he put oh, his spice yeah, rack. Oh, yeah, talking about, like, yeah. the little baby food jars of it. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was his maker spice rack, and so he has, like, sawdust and metal dust from, like... Anybody who's favorite. anybody is on that rack, so it's pretty huh. cool. He never asked me. That's weird. Oh. Oh, I, I must I thought you were there. I thought it was all three of us. No, not you? Just me and Tim? Huh. <laughs> I'm going to send him some dust. <laughs> might, be, might be glycerin powder. Just though. empty your empty your vacuum in, into yeah. a bag. So here you go, Gagne. That's right. And empty my electric shaver. Um, yeah. So that's really all I've had time for this week. Um, although I did order. I don't know if you guys ever order anything from Banggood. Tim, have you ever ordered from Banggood? I don't know. It doesn't sound familiar. It's basically one of these like Chinese websites where and like some of them are computers, some of them are electronics, and some of them are tools. So this is one of those ones that's tools. So I got a couple of router bits. I got one that is a um, a slot cutting bit with a with a bearing guide on it, so you can just cut slots with with a table uh, with a with a router table. Mm-hmm. And for me, it is the it's a little bit thicker than the standard size. Uh, lid inserts that I use, right? So I always use okay. like quarter-inch plywood for the, for the I guess the box lid and sometimes the box bottom. So it's a little bit bigger, which means that it's perfect because the wood the wood always lands up pinching anyway. And uh, so rather than having to set up my dado or to just move the fence over to get these slots done in the in the lid or, or I guess in the grooves for the box. I figured, you know what, it's literally $8 Canadian for this bit, which I think would be like 60 bucks if you got like something good. And like, how often am I really going to use it? So I figured, why not try it? And then for another 5 bucks, I got a keyhole bit. I've been meaning to, well, not a, a keyhole bit, like I guess slat, you know, the, the slat of what's it called again? Like, like a hinge bit? To, like yeah, but you could do the whole, you could do the whole, th- it's, it's for like a T-nut, right? Oh, so yeah, 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 your, yeah, 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 that's, that's a keyhole. Yeah, yeah so yeah, it's a keyhole bit. bit would be. Right, so it's a keyhole bit. So I figured, let me try that. Let me see if I can, you know, I figured, may want to try it. Who knows? I think I, I was on a kick, like, years ago where I was like, you know what? Everything should be done on the router table. And I, but that's why I have that really nice router table. Like, I went and I spent a whole bunch of money on it. And, uh, yeah. And I would do stuff like that on the router table because I didn't have a good table saw. And I didn't like using the table saw back when I started and stuff. And for a while, I didn't have one at all. Yeah. And, uh. And it works, uh, but you are more likely to get chip out uh, and stuff like that happening on that, um, especially with the cheaper bits, like as they, they dull faster. Yeah. Um, and so just the, the key to that is that 
to take very shallow passes and you'll have less problems because if you try to do like a deep pass like if you try doing a one or two passes like on the table saw you would it just ends up being kind of a mess yeah. so just go do like your very do the first pass like really light like 16th of an inch and then the second pass you know like maybe a little bit deeper but that first pass especially you can do that with the slots but you can't do that with a keyhole no i oh, know the keyhole you got to go the whole thing so you just gotta go slow <laughs> well the keyhole the thing you can do is you can run a, a straight bit the same diameter as the let's say the shaft yes, beyond the, sh- the key the shallow part of the key right right so or you, can, run you that. can go to your go to your table saw if you say like you have a 3 quarter inch board right yeah so you set your fence to cut at like 3 eighths. Um, and so you run, you run the slot and you cut it and then you flip the board and you run it again. And now it's cut out that quarter inch out of the middle. Um, even though it's not perfect, but it doesn't matter because it's removed and you don't have to move the fence a bunch of times. You, know, you just cut from one side of the board and with the other right. side of the board against yeah. the fence. If and then, uh, your, and then uh, the bulk of the material your... removed quickly, you know, and then you, your router's already set up with a keyhole, but then you go right to the router. Right. Interesting. If you put, yeah. do, you, do you have a, a router table, Phil, a small one, a portable one? Did you no. run it to your table saw yet? Yeah, it's, my, it's okay. on my table saw. Okay. Nice. And that's, I that's use, better than those little tables. I use the table saw fence yep, for the router. Yep, that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty genius, actually. I, and I don't even want to take credit. Basically, the guy I bought my table saw from had an extension wing for the purpose of putting in a router plate, and I just put in a router. It's, it's a piece of polycarbonate that I cut a right. hole in. Yeah. Uh, mine That's I took – I had a real cheap Craftsman uh, router table, like, you know, with two plastic legs on the end. I just took the legs Plate. off of it yeah. and made it fit on where you would put the extension on the table saw. Oh, right. Okay. So everything was yeah. already there to actually mount the router to. All the holes are there. Everything's already there mm. connected. Literally just made that fit. It's perfect. I thought about getting – like selling my uh, – I have like the – it's not the Incra, but it's something like that. Um the, the really nice fence and I have the, the lift with the key on the top you know for lifting oh, up and nice. down and so it's really nice but I I thought about like maybe selling it and just moving into my table saw just to make space uh, but what I ended up doing was because it's so nice like you don't even yeah, need just, the space well you'd be surprised you know but um what I ended up doing is I put my chop saw next to my table saw so I don't have a miter station yeah I used my table saw fence for a stop on my oh, chop right. saw and yeah, it works out really good. And then I have a, I have just like one of those portable stands I flip out on the other side if I need it. Um, and so that way I was able to just reduce the miter station footprint and that left me room for the... Well, there you go. Because the extra big room upstairs or next door that you use wasn't big enough? It's not heated and it's not convenient, you know. And, and um, you know, I have all these... I have all these big expensive tools. I'm doing a little segue <laughs> in my shop, you know. Like I just have all this amazing stuff, so I, you know, you gotta you gotta find room for it all. Yeah, whatever. Uh huh. <laughs> I feel I like you're a... gaining a lot of sympathy right now from us. Yeah. I had a I well, had a the, you know because that laser, my three foot laser came in and. <laughs> I, I had a compliment huh. on on a video the other day and it had nothing to do with the video. It was like, geez, Bill, you have a really good setup for a very, very tiny shop. Yeah. Yeah. So some of us can do that. We don't whine, literally. That's only 5,000. <laughs> that's it podcast over. Forget it. You know, that's as far as we're going this week. Yeah. That's no, I mean, my, 
my workshop is 675 square feet. That's not huge. I just I happen no, to have another 675 feet for storage, and then another like 300 feet for storage that are just you know not, you if you would have stopped at the first, if you would have stopped at hey it's 600 square feet it's kind of big but it's you know that's and left it there I'd have been oh yeah that's not that much yeah, that's, that's three a, times yeah, that's what not. I have but then you the, say well and then I have another you know 900 square feet to play around with so it's 1700 well, square feet is what we're trying to say yeah uh, yeah it's probably about 1500 honestly um, but you know oh. most of it's, it's not it's which not is really bigger usable. than my whole house just so we're clear oh yeah my it's house bigger than my house 11. too yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's bigger than my house. I mean, like the attic doesn't really count because you can't walk on the floor. That's just for dry storage. Like that's all that is, and um, <laughs> and that's thousands of square feet. But it's like not really very usable. Most of it you can't walk on. You know, um, you, in your shop and, or your house. My shop, my house. I can walk everywhere. You mean the upstairs yeah. that you say you can't use? That you filmed videos with the couch and all the things that you built up there, and and uh, if if you are. <laughs> on my on my Patreon, uh, my personal Patreon, I put up like monthly kind of video updates. And one of the first ones I did, I was showing off that space, and I set the camera down, and I said, "And look how far it is." And I walked out, and I kept walking, I kept walking, I kept walking until my you foot fell through the floor. ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> it's on it's on film. If you if you if you support me on Patreon, you go back through the Patreon supporter visits to one of the earliest ones. I think it's even called Tim Falls Through the Floor. <laughs> I, you so know I don't what? go over there anymore. That makes up for all these tools that you have and how li- how good your life is. So I'm I'm cool with that. Living the dream, L I V I N. I am every day, every day. I uh, how did this topic turn into pick on Tim? By uh, the way, I'm not complaining. I'm just curious how it happened. Uh, he started it. Fair enough. I did start it. I did. Yeah. So because I was trying to segue, maybe you can explain the the. I mean, I'll I'll be the the villain. For this, and you guys can just be like, "Yeah, I don't know the thing at me for the, for the podcast." That's fine. Um, well, I don't know if being the villain suits you, frankly. You're too, you're too good. Um, but the topic this week is called bushes and birds, which is kind of like a, a derivation of, uh, you know, a bird in hand is worth two in the bush, meaning what you've got, that's not as much. Well, what you've got is better than more that you haven't got. Exactly. And I know. You know, I don't know if I'm explaining that well, but basically, appreciate what you have. Yeah, be 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 appreciative of what you have. Don't don't uh, the grass is greener. Don't fall into that trap. If you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. Or that, and right now I'm with both of you, and I love you both so much. So then, this does not apply to you, then I guess. Oh. Yeah. yeah, you've you've got you've got your bird in your hand. Or I don't know. <laughs> no, we talked about this. You can't do that during the podcast. Uh, Can I say what I thought that saying meant, though? Because I didn't did understand. I said it last week, and you were like, nope. Because I was saying how like the bird in the hands were two in the bush. I thought it was like an environmentalist thing. Like, you're better off not caging birds and letting them. So, like, like one pet bird was worth two birds in the wild that could then mate and reproduce and create more birds. That's what I and thought we, that And we told you, no, one no. bird that you, you have in the wrong. cage is breakfast. And so it's better than two birds out in the bush. Teach a man to eat a bird and he's yeah. for a day. That's right. You can lead a man, a man to a water, but you can't yeah. give him two birds, I think is where we're going with this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I meant to say. Right. Yes. Or so, you can resuscitate two birds with one... Uh, What's that little machine that this is on the wall? Nope, don't help him. No. 
I don't think you're <laughs> defibrillating birds. If that's yeah, what defibrillator. About. Yeah. Oh, you helped. Well, I, I was trying to resuscitate to him instead of killing two birds with one stone. I thought we'd resuscitate two birds. Right. So uh, I think what this topic, and we kind of left it a little open-ended, but um, I guess I think a lot of it is sort of be appreciative of what you have. You know, we get a lot of these uh, comments that you see, not us specifically, but maybe Tim at this I do, point. I do, but, yeah. Yeah, so like I could do that too if I had $100,000 worth of tools you know, so you see that all the time. I think I saw another one on Facebook today. One of our friends posted, you know, a comment, and somebody else chimed in saying, "Actually, you could do this project with like a drill and a circular saw." You know, like power tools make things easier, faster, more precise, and more repeatable. But that's not to say you can't do it with more limited tools. And I think we all sort of started somewhere. None of us all of a sudden one day woke up and said, "You know what? I'm gonna go drop five G's on a." on a workshop and stuff and let's just let's see where this goes no i think we all started with some very very modest tools I and mean, i won't speak to everyone but i started with very modest tools and you know i let the projects dictate what i bought sometimes sometimes i suffered from gas gear acquisition syndrome and i just sort of <laughs> yeah. bought stuff because i thought it was cool but then i i did stuff with those and if i didn't do a project with a tool frankly i've sold it already so um i think that's that's, I think, a common story for all of us. So all, all to say, and I know I'm, I'm leading us around the world here, but be appreciative of what you got because you're going to get where you want to go one day regardless and, and have fun while you're there and, you know, don't be bitter and petty and all that stuff, you know? I think a big part yeah. of it is, too, is, is folks notice that um, you get to know people in the community and then you start seeing people getting sponsors. You start seeing them getting tools shipped to them. You start seeing them getting all these things and you're, you're wondering, well, what do I got to do to get that? And yeah, when's and my turn? Yeah, when's my turn? Or, or you're you're thinking you're doing all the things necessary to get it done, and it ain't happening fast enough, or something like that. And that's tough. That is tough. I mean, I, you know, I, I yeah. What, what do you do about that? Well, you know what? You know, it's like it, it's not something that's new to this community, or oh, by to, no, yeah, no means, or that's to us going as adults. Forever. You know, I mean, when we were kids, you know, like. Man, everybody in class has an Atari. I want an Atari. Everybody's a Nintendo. I want a Nintendo. You know, like, that's just sort of the way we are hardwired as kids to want to belong to a community and to have the same bow and arrow or spear or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, it goes all the way back to real tribalistic stuff. Um, but I think as human beings who are a little bit more evolved, we can think and feel. And what I, re I would recommend for anybody whose videos you watch and like, man, they are just killing it. They're doing a great job. I wish it were my turn. Go back to the first videos they published. Go back yeah. to the first, um, you know, social media posts that they put out there and see what they see what they started with. I mean, we're all sort of looking at example. One of my favorites, Izzy, right? So he's got mm. brand new shop. He's launching a school. He's sponsored by tool companies. He is doing phenomenally well. This guy's paid his dues. Let's go back to some of the earlier videos, you know, where the, he... The $50 woodshop. The $50 woodshop. I love that segment, and he stopped yeah. doing it. But you know what? He wasn't nearly as comfortable on camera as he is now. You really get to know Izzy and his personality right now. He's doing videos where it's more than just, like, the basics of, you know, how to turn a piece of plywood and a skill saw into a table saw. It's, it's like how to make 
you know, I don't know, whatever it is, all these crazy vices that he makes, you know, and all these mm. interesting ideas and sawmills out of an electric chainsaw and all this stuff. Like, so he's really letting his imagination go, and this isn't meant to be an Izzy Fest. It's meant to be go back and look at those earlier videos and see where Thank he started from. This was not, a, you know, it's not an overnight success. He worked anybody, butt off. Any, yeah. Anybody that's, yeah, just go back. I, You know, one thing I do kind of have experience, I sold cars for a few years, believe it or not, a long time well, ago. Well, I believe it. And, uh, <laughs> and By the I way, was, that truck you sold me shrank in the wash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I was good at it. And I usually I was the top salesman month after month after month. And whoever's top salesman got a demo to take home, right? You get, I worked for Toyota dealership, so I, I'd have a t- Tacoma to drive home or whatever. And most of the other guys... And a few of the gals, they understood that that was, look, that's, this is an incentive. It's, it's, you know, it's because I'm selling more than you, or I'm performing more than you, or I'm really doing my best to try and move things along. I'm getting a little bit of a reward for that. And that's all that these guys are doing. They're busting their butt, they're paying their dues. And over time, they've done it long enough to where they're starting to get rewarded for their hard work. That's really what it comes down to. They're just getting rewarded for their hard work. There is that, but then there's also the other side of it that people that sort of come like the dark horses that just sort of come out of nowhere and are immediately successful. And one for me comes to mind right away is like a Laura Kampf because she almost felt like she was successful right away because she brought something new and different, right? She was yeah. almost like yeah. a cinematographer, maker, like a cinematographer first. Like her style was so different so unique, so engaging. Whatever she was making was cool too, but like, you know, the video was different with the masking tape and like the really high-end gear that she was filming with. You know what I mean? So she picked up subscribers like right away because she was doing something new and yes. innovative and different. Yes and no, but I mean, but how? what is quick? Because I mean, it was like, yeah, it was a year that went yeah. by and I think she had 100,000. Yeah, that's And quick. she's been that's, doing it now for, well, it, it is quick for some people, yeah. you know, but that's, she's, that's yeah. not uncommon either. For someone who's bring like you could have somebody who's like, I don't want to say, let's say someone who's who's just doing shop projects, right? You could yeah. have somebody doing shop projects, which is a very popular topic, but isn't bringing anything different. It's a talkie, you know, like they set up a stationary camera, they talk to the camera. This is the project we're gonna do today, and here's how we're gonna do it, and then we do it, and yada yada, right? So stuff you watch, I watch, I make, you make, all that. It's regular, right? You're not going to get the same velocity on it because it's – if you keep making it, you're going to keep getting it and it's going to grow organically. But what I'm saying is is Laura Kampf, um, Get Hands Dirty, like they just did something different, you know, and they got traction much faster Giacomo because it was too. unique. Yeah. Jocko, yes. Jocko also like the <clears throat> cinematography the film, the stuff really works. Was, yeah. switch, and, switch and lever. Uh, what's his name? Uh, same thing. I mean, and all of these guys. I mean, um, Mike Montgomery. You know, Ben, 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 Benueta. He, he's an example. Well, yeah, man, of somebody. He, did it in a he was grinding though. Like I, he didn't get the same like immediate. Like I feel like she really and so did. Well, uh, I'm Christiana not saying immediately, really. but Ben yeah. did something that was so vastly different is what you're saying. He did something that was so vastly different where he was like making these designs and giving them away for free. Yeah. Yeah. He, he did a design. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't about the cinematography. I mean, he was, the cinematography was not very good. It was just, you just put a camera in front of a white wall, but he just showed yeah. this very simple, clean design. Yeah. He what, made it what, accessible for people to get started. 
Right. What I what I love about Ben is he. I mean, the first video I saw, he poured some cement in a bucket and stuck three sticks in it, and he made a stool. Right. Yeah. The last yeah. video I just watched was his big one where he revealed the whole uh, his three container houses and. Oh, I haven't seen was, that yet. Yeah. yeah, he's. I mean, it's just like blows me away that you know how he went about this not having a clue it's like well i better cut a hole here for my window and i'm going to weld these things together well i learned after doing this one that i better not use this then i'll use this i mean it was just it's great how he just goes about things and and it's just this amazing product but yeah from a stool to a three container shipping container house out in the middle of joshua tree california it's awesome yeah. it's, 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 right. it's just awesome so yeah. So have patience, I guess, is what we're saying. And if you don't have patience, then do something different and unique. Well, you yes. know, you got to put in I, the work. I, I, yeah, I've, I've always said about these sort of things, like, because people, you know, and I'm like, the, I always say I'm the fairy godmother, getting people to quit their jobs or whatever, to chase their dreams. And, and I believe that. But what I think a lot of people don't realize is how much work it is and, um, and how long it takes. And the way I always kind of see it is like, you know, I may never be successful chasing these things that I want to do, but if I spend my life chasing them, I've had a pretty happy life because I've been mm. doing what I want to do. So I never, I never worry about, I don't want to say, you know, never, but uh, the end game of, you know, fame or money or whatever, that, that, that's not the point. The point for me is the daily journey and about enjoying it. Mm. And, and uh, to get back on the topic a little bit about birds and bushes and stuff, um, I found that when I when I started doing this this stuff when I kind of transitioned from making music to making things, you know, I had I had nothing for tools. I had a skill saw, and you know, um, I was afraid of most of them. But and you know, I found that some of my best ideas came out of that nothingness because you had to you were forced. And I've said that you know, black and white, one of the color, and all this stuff. You're really forced to be creative mm -hmm. when you have these restrictions and these limitations on you. So now, honestly, I have a full shop now with. Yeah, I have a lot of amazing, amazing tools in my shop now, and I'm, some of them I got for free, quote unquote free, but I worked my butt off to get them. Like yeah. I, I earned them in other ways, and and now with all these amazing things, it's sometimes just just like, well, where's that? It's a little harder almost to find that idea because it's like your expectations are now higher. It's, it just means um, you got to work harder, right? I mean, even though you've got all the exactly, tools, it's you like, got to well, keep the, working harder. What am I going to yeah. do with it? Yeah, you got to keep working hard. You got to keep bettering yourself. And, and one-upping yourself and, you know, and all that. And, and I get people, they, I do get that on my videos, like, oh, $10,000 worth of tools, of course you can make that. It's like, I can make all of this with a skill saw and a chisel. It's just going to take me a heck of a lot longer. Right. I, there's nothing these tools do that I can't do without them. I could do it all with a rock and, you know, and fire if I had to. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. going to take me a year instead of an hour. Like, and, and the way this community has grown, too, I bet you that if if – if you're thinking like, okay, look, I've got this project and man, it would be super handy if I knew somebody with a laser, right? There's mm -hmm. enough people that have a laser now that you can actually probably reach out to somebody and say, hey, and because Jimmy does that all the time. He was the first I one I noticed people. doing that. I've had, I've had people, you know, order stuff from me and I've had people come directly to my shop and use a laser. Right. Like, I love but doing I mean, that. It's I like, love to it's, share it. It's like you don't always have to be the one to do the work. You can send it out. I remember Jimmy, like, you know, I don't yeah. have any time to do this big sign, so I sent it out, and he had everything plasma cut. You know, before he had his plasma cutter, so he'd right. have it plasma cut because he didn't have time to do it with the bandsaw. I mean, this is yeah. You know, one of those uh, those sort of business one one lessons. Like one of them we talked was our topic last week was good, fast, cheap. Yeah. Another sort of thing that that's been going around for a long time is uh, is it takes ten years to get overnight success. 
yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it takes ten thousand hours to master anything. I, you know, what I truly believe that. You know, you really do need to work on something for a really long time before it just sort of blows up. I think it's sort of like one of those lottery wins, those like struck by lightning moments where success genuinely but, comes. Immediately. Again, not everybody, but not not everybody gets that. Like, I mean, I, you know, I can well, say the from point of the topic, I think. Yeah, not not everybody. <laughs> you, if you continue to work that hard, you're not necessary. You're not guaranteed to get that. But what you are guaranteed is to have enjoyed the time you spent working. And if you don't enjoy it, then don't do it. Do something else that you enjoy. That's well, that's, the, a, that's the how I. That is the. That. T- it's not only you. do you have to work hard, but sometimes you have to work hard making a living, and then you have to work just as hard trying to make content. Right. Yeah. Right. Or whatever so, your dream or just, is. Or just or working whatever, in your garage, whatever you're... Right, or, or whatever your dream is. Now, sometimes you can you can put the two things together, like Tim is what you're doing. You're busting your butt trying to pay the mortgage by making content of the things that you're making that are being, you know, that you're getting commissioned to do. So... The con- the content's always just been slowing me down. It's only recently that absolutely, I've started to actually absolutely. contribute but, to the income, you know. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, things just, like you said, doesn't happen overnight. And what if, what if... For whatever reason, you just, you work, you pay your mortgage, you spend the time in the shop, and you just appreciate the fact that you got to go spend the time in the shop. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you don't need that, all those big tools and, you know. I mean, I I'm, a, I, I've got more tools now than I, I started with, but I'm good with that. <laughs> I had Frankly, a, I'd I had love a to job. have more time. Yeah, yeah. You know, Phil, I mean, you're, you're burning the candle on both ends and the middle, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and you're looking for another spot to light, you know. Yeah. Wait a minute, I'm visualizing where that that middle candle lit. never went. Yeah. Okay. I I had a I had a full time <laughs> job. I'm I'm, sk- I'm skipping over that. Please I, and I thank you. Full, I had a full time job when I wanted to be a full time musician, and and I was like, I don't want to work full time anymore. I want to play music full time, and so I did both until I could afford to leave one. Right. You know, and and then I did the same thing getting into this. I did both full time. You have to work two full time jobs sometimes to get, you know, to that place. Um, but you can do it. Like, you got. You're gonna you call me crazy. It. You're gonna call me yeah. crazy. But I just am in negotiations right now to work nights and weekends on a consulting job. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> you are crazy. You. I'm. I might just say where that third candle's at. Hmm. Well, it's there. It's yep. there. But listen, I gotta do anything I possibly can to get ahead. Like now's the time. This is like the toughest. This is the hardest time in my life. Is trying to get slightly ahead. Because these kids, as it turns out, are very expensive. I'm not sure they tell people that. Do you have to feed them every day? Yeah, as it turns out, every day, like like three times. It's like, didn't we just feed you? Yeah. This is why, look, bearded dragons, you can sometimes go a week if you forget. It's kind of like a cactus. You forget to water it for a couple of weeks, it's all good. Right. Yeah, so cactus cactus yeah. and dragons, people. Cactus and dragons. <gasps> There's the topic for next week's podcast. Cactus Cact- and dragons? Yeah. I'll write it down so we can pretend. We yeah, please it. pretend to write that down. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> got it. Uh, <laughs> all right, anything else we want to uh, bring up about this or... I mean, specifically, I would like, you know what? I would like to hear from, let's go the opposite way. And people who are doing some amazing things with, with little, and I can think of a lot of content creators that are still doing that. Um, But I feel like you're doing a lot with a little, no? 
Eh, kind of. I mean, I don't, I don't have all the fancy tools, but I'm doing a lot. Whatever. But I, I, I do appreciate the, the tools that I do have. I mean, when I first, mm. when I built Casey's first salon, it was with $800 worth of tools, you know. Mm. So it was, it was a portable, portable uh, table saw, a jigsaw, a vac, and a sander, basically. You know, I mean, that was, mm. it was but anyway, um, if anybody's out there and they're doing these things, um, you know, like you just like, well, look, I know you can make a, you can take a plasma cutter on a CNC and make this, but this is how I do it. You know, I drill two holes and I get a metal cutting jigsaw blade and I, you know, show us some pictures, send us, give us some feedback on some really amazing work that you're doing that you're doing the old fashioned way, a little bit harder, maybe not efficient, but you know, you're cranking it out anyway. If anybody's doing that, let us know. I'd love to, I'd love to say, check out so-and-so's work. This is amazing. I'd, I'd be happy to give some shout outs to that. Heck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, Cool. All right, let's uh, let's move on here. Um, that's a topic. iTunes review review. We have a lot of these. Let me just pull them up here. Wow. Uh, I think I only see one in the American market that I think we haven't read yet. We've got quite a few. But we have a, we have a lot of Europeans. Europeans. Do I, do I have to pull them up? No. Okay. No, Phil's got it. I'll read the one from here. I'll read the one from um, from Ken K from Cincinnati. Oh yeah, uh, that's uh, yep. That's the only one from the American market we have right now. So we need more American reviews. Um, keeps me laughing. Five stars. I listen on my iPod as I walk each day, and many times I just break out in laughter. Fun and informative, but I won't take a chance on reclaim wood to mess up my machines. Sorry, <laughs> Ken. <laughs> <laughs> You're forgiving, you know, Ken. I, that's You're an forgiving. issue. I, that's an issue, and I hear you. You need to metal you know, detector. There's this one one place. Um, it's like a reclaim, like this huge reclaim place. Uh, up, the, they tear down like entire bridges and then resell the wood and stuff. And so they have those giant milling machines and planers and stuff. You know, these like big industrial machines. They're running, you know, eight by tens through them and stuff like that. And um, they have on the wall in the office. There's all these boards, and uh, with a nail that went through the planer, and they have price tags on them. Three hundred dollar oh. board. Two hundred and seventy-five dollars <laughs> for whatever kind of the damage place. it causes the machine. Yeah, for whatever well, they, they that particular thing damaged. And <laughs> well, I I would like to uh, challenge Ken to come up with something he wouldn't be afraid of to re upcycle or reclaim and use with his the tools that he has. If you're listening, Ken, I bet you can come up with something. And if it t- if it means taking the slab kitchen table out of your dining room and using that to make a smaller coffee table, I'm yeah, okay you know with that, that family heirloom. Yeah, yeah, that one. I'm okay with that. We <laughs> have sense. faith in you, Ken, and yeah. thank you for the review. Yeah. Yes, thank you. All right, here's a fun one from Germany from Hexahelix. And the subject is, instead of a lame review, let's play a game. I have one for each of you. What does this German word stand for? You have to read it out loud. Okay. Number one, Ringmalschlüssel. Is it A, a combination wrench, B, a laser lens cleaner, or C, cordless cock gun? I think it's A. Re- wait, wait. Ringmalschlüssel? Yeah. I'm going to have to say it's a laser, something to do with the laser. Yeah, Tim's right. It's a combination wrench. Whatever. Number two, hand Nietzscheanga. Definitely oh, that, you don't even have to tell me what the answers are. I can tell you what that is. Go ahead. It's a philosophy. It's Nietzsche. Right? Yeah, you, yeah, no. Uh, hand plier, hand knife sharpener, hand riveter. 
It's got to be Riveter. Yeah, I think it is too. I remember looking these up. And the last one is Boltzen Schubgrat. Nail gun, angle grinder, or a saw? Nail gun. Yeah, you're right. Do you speak? I took German in college. Do you Sprecher in Deutsch? Sprecher yeah. Deutsch? 8 a.m. class in college for one semester. Well, that's just, cheating. Just enough to, that's just uh, well, cheating, Tim. What, no, it's not called, fair. You know what? If I had all that, if I had all that college education, I could speak German too. Hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And he wrote, "Have fun, guys." So thank you very much. That thank was you that very was cool. much. I liked that. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I've got a few more here. One. Uh, did I do this one? Mark from Manila. This one's from the Philippines. Entertaining and informative. I look forward to the podcast each week. Great topics and very entertaining hosts that help ease my long commute. Thank you and congrats on a great podcast. There's that one. Thank you very much, Mark. Uh, we've got another one from the UK. My favorite podcast nice. Canadian. Did I already read this one? I don't think I did. It's a joy, a real delight, this podcast of witty repartee and in-depth discussion. My hour-long commute is no longer a chore. I get entertained, informed, and often distracted from the serious business of driving. Honestly, with Messieurs Sway, Lutz, and Pinsky tickling your ears, you'll spend your day happier than a stoat at a carnival. Than a what at a carnival? I know he said some words. I don't know what they all mean. Um, I got two more here. <laughs> uh, that was from Wagoneer. Thank you. Uh, Jay nice. Flux Thank you. at Elpheus Flux. That's from the UK. Keeps getting better. Informative and entertaining podcast produced by three upstanding and talented makers. We too work within the world of reclaiming, but even if you don't, this is an excellent listen for anyone with an interest in making, creating, or the mysteries of life in general. Top work, boys. Be aware it can get a bit guitar heavy, but everyone yeah. loves guitars, right? <laughs> hint, hint. Timothy? It has been a little bit guitar heavy, and I yes. apologize for that. That's just where our heads I, are. I, I don't apologize for that. I say that you have to you have to go with what's going on, and right now that's what's going on. So if you can't adjust with the like times, I feel like CNC is going to be going on soon. <clears throat> anyway, last one from Australia from Aussie Backyard Maker, reclaiming everything, including the show topics. Um, <laughs> A guy who makes stuff to sell, a guy who makes stuff for his wife, and a guy who talks about sometimes making stuff all get together <laughs> to talk about guitars. <laughs> you guys hearing a theme here? Sometimes they improvise a conversation about a topic they reclaimed from somewhere else. Overall, one of my weekly listens with more than the occasional gem. A diamond in the rough. Topic idea, maybe. Wink, wink. Thank you very much, diamond in the rough? Mr. Austin. I'm going to write that down. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. A diamond in the rough. I feel like we've talked about that. Maybe we well, I mean, he wants us to keep using old topics. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, how, that's what I heard. Topics. Origin stories. Yeah. A diamond in the <laughs> yeah. rough. Is that like going to the thrift store and finding like a 1957 Gibson guitar? I mean, I'm that sure there are many examples, but that's probably one. Yeah. Oh, and you're using example. guitars. Oh, that's good. Hey. Um, next, Tim's tip of the week. Uh, oh, this week is my tip. Okay. Um, is it guitar related? No, it is not guitar related. I can make it guitar related if Phil would like me to. That's a hard no. Um, this is this is my tip. <laughs> it's kind of for for people like me who have a larger shop. <laughs> oh, that's terrific. 
<laughs> no, but even if you don't, we all have a bench and we all have our tool on the other side of the bench all the time that we want. And my tip is to, like, I think a lot of us, we tend to have a screwdriver drawer and a wrench drawer or whatever. We have these places and my tip is, is to have screwdrivers everywhere, hammers everywhere, glue everywhere. So you don't have to always be running around looking for it. So like, instead of keeping all your screwdrivers in one drawer, keep one screwdriver in every drawer. Uh, it's like the opposite of knowling. That's my tip. It, it, is, it works for me. Guys, spend is, a whole lot of money for, on extra it, tools. It, it no, is no, no, for somebody. It is for somebody with a bigger shop because I, I don't have to worry about that. I can stand yeah. at my bench, turn around, and all my tools are right there. Yeah. Every time. I don't have to walk across the garage. So. I have two sides of my bench, and if I'm on one side, guaranteed the tool I want is on the other side. Like, it I, just I never you. fails. You I know, can reach the other side of my bench from where yeah. I'm standing. But, you know. <laughs> it's because Tim's bench is four feet wide and eight feet yeah. long. Mine is, well, like, it, four and two. Yeah, it's like, and things like clamps, like, everybody, like, everybody's puts their clamps together and I have like all my 36 inch clamps together but then like my other clamps the smaller ones that you, the ones you just kind of use to clamp something to the bench or whatever I have those on like both sides of the bench so like if I need or a spring clamp if I need to clamp something real quick so I don't have to walk all the way to where the spring clamps are there's a couple there I just kind of keep a couple of everything because those are the types of things we have multiples of and everybody has more than one Phillips head screwdriver and if you don't you can go to a flea market and you can buy a box of them for five dollars it's a, it's actually it's a good tip and I think what how it can relate to to other smaller shops is um, the one thing I, I will always buy extra of and leave kind of lying around is um, rulers yeah. and yardsticks because I don't use tape measures as much. I yeah. usually use like a straight edge, but I have yeah. more than a few and they're on all over the garage. So wherever I'm at, yeah. th they're always handy to have. Instead of having a ruler section. Yeah. Right, right. Instead of keeping everything in one spot. I hear what you're saying. That's a good tip. Or, or like tip. My, my scroll saw, I need a flathead <laughs> screwdriver to change the blade on it. So I have a, just a little flathead screwdriver and a magnet just stuck to the side of my scroll saw. So well, every time the, the blade pops out, I don't have to walk to the screwdriver drawer. It's, like, it's right there. You know. There you go. Genius. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, the guy looks a lot smarter than he is. Hmm. What? <laughs> <laughs> Bill, what would you say grabbed your attention this week? Um, a couple of things did. The first and foremost, I wanted to show you guys this. Uh, Gary Fuji sent me a picture of him standing by my back gate where he stuffed this bad boy. So oh, Gary, Gary made bombs? a video of a, a yeah, it's a bomb. Gary made a video of a boombox that he made out of a out of an old that looks it's orange. I assume maybe a Black and Decker tool case. Yeah, it looks like a plastic black, early Black and Decker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we challenged that a long time ago. Gary, thank you so much. I was going to come and get it, but he just says, "Hey, man." Uh, it's on the side of your house, and he's got. He sends me, he texts me a picture of him standing by my gate in this crazy pose. So Gary, I love you, brother. <laughs> Thank you so That's much awesome. for that. And the second thing is, I came across this video, and the name of the channel is called Ten Second Songs. But this guy takes and he does covers, very well done covers. Like the one that got my attention was he did Enter Sandman in the style of David Bowie. And it is phenomenal. And then the second one, after I watched that, I went, oh my gosh, I got to see some of the other stuff he does. So he also did Bohemian Rhapsody in 42 different styles in one playing. So he has this list. So it's like Frank Sinatra to um, Ozzy Osbourne. And he's singing. So he changes his voice up and he does. 
It's amazing. Check it out. 10 second songs. If anything, just watch the David Bowie Enter Sandman one. Okay. Uh, he, he's got a buddy of his playing a trumpet. And it is it is so David Bowie doing Enter Sandman. It's amazing. So check I, out I ten, like that. 10 second songs on YouTube. Hmm. Excellent. Um, what got me my attention this week is, um, I don't know if I've talked about this guy before, but uh, he's actually... Uh, I guess an up-and-comer here. Vancouver Carpenter. Basically, this guy is a mudder, right? So he does spackle and joist and all that. And, like, he's just... He, he muds. That's what he does. And uh, and he's been making these videos on, like, the secrets of how to mud. Like, if anybody's ever mudded before, you know how hard it is. It's, like, mm. one of the hardest DIY skills ever to get right. Like, every, you look at a wall, and if someone did a bad job on it, it is immediately obvious. Because there's lights that are pointing on it. You can see waviness. You can see... You know where there are joints, and if it wasn't done properly, it's a real it's a real art form. But he goes through every possible scenario you can go through. Okay, here you need to fill a little hole. Here, here's why paper tape is better than mesh tape. Here's where you would use mesh tape. Here's how you, I mean, like he's just done video after video after video about like the inside uh, tips on how to how to mud and scat and and spackle and and do all that stuff. And so I've been watching a bunch of them, and they're really well done. And this guy is. A pro. He tells you what size knives you should be using and when to use what compound and when to use, you know, like just a regular. Co- it's just, anyways. Clearly, I'm a fan. Vancouver Carpenter. Nice. Also, he's, also he's Canadian. So. That helps. And uh, so that's that's what got my attention this week. Although I was kind of fishing because that guy had my attention for quite a while. Um, and I guess that's that's uh, the end of it. Uh, our channels on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out ironandsoul.com. I feel like Tim wants you to say something. You didn't ask Just me. He, he had a tip, but he didn't say what it got his attention. Oh, I assumed his tip got his attention. <laughs> as long as his tip doesn't get your attention, Phil, we're all right. Oh, fair enough. Why don't you why don't you give uh, us your attention thingy? I don't really I don't really have anything. <laughs> <laughs> so you started this whole thing just to just yeah. to bug me. Very just, cool. Just no, I do actually. I I haven't been able to watch anything. I haven't really been watching anything, and I I want to, but I've just been with the stools. I've just been so busy and stuff. But I've been listening to a ton of podcasts, and um, there's a new one. Uh, there's a guy named Mo Rocca. He has a show on CBS, which I've never seen because I don't watch TV. I don't even know how to get TV anymore in the Netflix age. But um. Uh, I hear him on podcasts a lot and like and stuff, but so he has a podcast called Mobituaries <laughs> that he just started, and it's uh and it's like the death of it's not necessarily people, but it's not, it's like it's more like maybe someone's career or something, and he just uh, it's just like a history you know educational type program, but just from this sort of very interesting perspective, and it's it's I've been enjoying the heck out of it because I like history and learning and and like you know piecing things together like because we all know like things that happen or we all know like he did one on sammy davis jr like i knew a little bit about sammy davis jr but to hear his 45 minute book report you know on sammy davis jr was very interesting and talking to people that knew him and were friends with him and um, very cool just it's just really well put together i enjoyed it so for other other nerds like me that need more uh more ear noise while they're sanding mobituaries i will remember that must be nice to have ear protection that you can listen to stuff on. It's awesome. <laughs> it's so awesome. Just because you were mean to me, I'm repeating mine again. 
On Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm Phil Pinsky. Check out ironandsoul.com, williamlutz.com, timsway.net, newperspectivesmusic.com, now visible on Tim's tiny truck. Contact us for show <laughs> topics, suggestions, feedback, all that good stuff. We love hearing from you. Info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Reclaimed Audio, which is now available on my phone. Um, iTunes reviews, clearly we read them out loud. So all you have to do is leave us a five-star review and we will read it. We're caught up now, right? We are currently caught up. So, so and, if we and don't get a review this week, that means that at that segment, we're just going to have to sit in silence for a minute. Well, that I seems- would say I say uh, I'd say the USA needs to step it up because the rest of the world's been kicking the butts of of, of, of the USAers, sirs. You have a way with words, my friend. I am a, I'm a wordsmith. Yeah, in fact, I'm, I'm going to make a second a channel. <laughs> I'm going to make a second channel, the wordsmith. I think that or already the, exists. No, that's the dirty wordsmith. No, no, that's not it either. Never mind. I'm going to stop right here. <laughs> you should just be the word lutes. Um, because that's a smith is a profession, and so is a lutz. That's true. Yeah. What's a lutz? No one knows. No one knows. It's a mystery. Uh, check out reclaimedaudiopodcast.com, and on there, there's a link to uh, to leave iTunes reviews. It just opens up your iTunes and then brings you right to the right spot where you can leave one. Uh, Patreon.com slash reclaimedaudio. The best way to keep these guys on the air and fill in your ear holes with this amazing content. Am I right? Also available on reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. So just get to that link right away. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna leave things a little awkward this week. So well, let me let me help you out with that then. Bless you all. <laughs> have a have a blessed week. Um, uh, Mazeltov. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna leave it there. I love there we it. We go. I'm good with that. Okay, right, we're done. All right, Mazeltov or don't. <laughs> I don't even know if that works. I like it. It, it doesn't. That's fine. <laughs>